0: Today I'm going to start with a commodity that is probably going to surprise you and it might anger some of you. Welcome back to another episode of Exponential Investor Podcast. I am your host, Shay Russell. Now, uh, unfortunately, Sam can't be here again this week. He has uh, quite a few deadlines he needs to meet, so I am taking the range today, which, as you know, means when I am flying solo, we are going to talk. All thing commodities and nobody can stop me. All right, this week um, – actually, sorry, not this week, but I realised as December has started, it's basically that time of year where analysts like to put out their predictions for 2023. Now, whether that's because we want to be clever or because the markets are winding down and we've just run out of things to, writing about, to write about – I don't actually know. However, nonetheless, I am going to regale you with my top three commodities that I think you should put on your watch list for 2023. And I'm going to go over them over the next couple of weeks uh, as December rolls on. But today I'm going to start with a commodity that is probably going to surprise you and it might anger some of you. All right, now I spent most of November deep in the weeds of researching a crucial commodity that can't be replaced Uh, and that is actually coal. Now, before you start thumping the screen or clicking away to move away and listening to the nonsense that you think is going to come out of my mouth, I want you to hear me out and then make a decision for yourself. Now, yes, the majority of the world is moving away from burning coal for to generate electricity. However, not all, is, not all coal is created equal. There's actually four types of coal. Now there's lignite, which is brown coal. So where I'm from in Australia, that's what a lot of our energy comes from. It's the dirtiest form of coal. Uh, it's got a very low heat. uh, value content to it and it basically got a low carbon content Uh, and this is the one that the world has been trying to move away from for for a considerable period of time because it is a very dirty fossil fuel Uh, the next one after that is uh sub now this is a little bit more i'm not actually sure i'm saying this properly i may be butchering them with my australian accent Caveat there. Um, Now, this one has a a slightly higher carbon content, slightly higher uh, calorie value or heating value when it comes to generating electricity. It is slightly less polluting than lignite, but again, when it comes to using this to generate energy, this is another coal that we are going to, we are trying to move away from. Now, I'm going to skip a rung and move to anthracite. Now, anthracite is basically pure carbon, and when it comes to coal, it's probably one of the best coals out there. It's actually um, burns, the, it produces the least amount of greenhouse gases. Uh, so if there is energy that needs to be generated from coal, you actually want it to be anthracite. However, that takes me back a step to a different type of coal called bitumus. So bituminous has a slightly higher carbon content compared to lignite and sub but it can be further broken down into different two different types. That's thermal coal and metallurgical coal. And we get to metallurgical coal in just a sec. Now, bituminous thermal coal basically means it's used for energy generation as well, or electricity generation. And that again gets lumped in that we're trying to move away from this one. So that's actually not the type of coal that I think is going to do well next year. The type of coal I want you to have on your radar is actually metallurgical coal. Now, here is why. Now, in general, um, coal isn't, in general, aside from the events of 2022 where we've seen the coal price scream higher because of uh, the energy crunch and obviously the in Russian invasion of the Ukraine, um, coal generally isn't, doesn't, is not a low value commodity. However, metallurgical um, coal actually attracts a premium. And the reason for this is it is the only coal that is suitable to produce steel. Now, in order to make steel, metallurgical coal uh, or met coal, as a lot of people refer to it as, is actually baked to over a thousand degrees Celsius. And it's done It's done this way to remove oxygen and other volatile matters like sulfur, moisture, ash, uh, what have I got here? Phosphorus and other purities from the coal. Now, what you end up after that, we're after that process, you end up with a lump that's known as coke. Now, this lump is quite strong, it's porous, and it's now chemically reactive. And this is critical for steel making. So, the Met Coal's role is actually twofold. First of all, the coke provides enough heat to smelt the iron, basically, extract the the metal from the ore. So, basically, in the blast furnace, so basically, it gets it hot enough to uh, make that metal you know, come out of the ore. The second part, and this is where it's really critical that met coal is used and no other coal is a substitute, is once the coke is burnt in the blast furnace, it effectively steals the oxygen from the iron ore, leaving only pure iron left. Now, there is no other type of coal that does this as a Uh, does this as metallurgical coal. Now, don't get me wrong, there are actually companies working on finding replacements for met coal, but at the moment, the world consumes one billion tons of steel per year and there's no uh, technology available yet to replace metallurgical coal, either at the current cost that we're producing it or the current scale that we're producing it at. So, this is why metallurgical coal is so important. Now, here is the kicker. As you know, the energy transition is basically, you know, the pet project for major governments around the world, everybody is pushing towards decarbonizing at the grid. This is why you're seeing government incentives to push everybody to use um, renewable energies and electric vehicles. So over in the US, they're doing this with their Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to encourage consumers, or they think it's going to encourage consumers to buy electric vehicles. In the UK, however, there is a big push to get people to use uh, renewable energy sources to their home. And wind turbines are a key part of that argument now there uh, I believe the UK is on track to double the number of uh, homes in the UK using energy generated by wind power by 2026 so that's not that far away uh, however in order to do that they need to build an enormous uh, number of wind turbine turbines and you know what wind turbines are pre- predominantly made out of steel and you cannot make steel without coking coal. And that brings us to the irony of today's podcast is the fact that as we rapidly move to renewable energy, we're going to be using a dirty old fossil fuel to make this happen. Now, the UK isn't the only country looking to move to renewable sources of energy, and wind turbines are absolutely filling this renewable energy gap in cold climates where solar energy isn't really an option. So my contrarian play for 2023, or one of them, is that if you want to be part of the energy transition that's happening in the UK, you want to look for companies that have metallurgical coal resources. You don't want thermal coal, you want metallurgical coal resources that are linked to the steel markets in either the UK, Europe or the US. All right, I have uh talked on long enough and there's been a few errors in there. I do apologize, I tripped over some of my words today. All right, make sure you tune in next week because uh come whether Sam's here or not, I will be we <laughs> oh my god. Whether Sam's here or not, I will be revealing my next commodity you need to put on your watch list for 2023. All right, that's all for today. And as Sam would say, thanks for watching, and bye for now.